Well, hello there, and once again, we welcome you to Moving Forward with Young Voices here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. Hey, I'm very happy to uh, reach across the pond, as it were, and to welcome Tom Spencer to the show. Tom is uh, reaching out to us today from just outside of London. Tom, great to have you on Moving Forward with Young Voices. Hey, Brian, it's uh, uh, great to be here. And I, I don't have a lot of biographical info, but I got to tell you, when I hear Tom is a Young Voices contributor right there, I'm like, well, then he must be good. He's a good guy. He w- he's hanging out with the right people. Tell us a little bit about yourself and, and who you are and what you do. Sure. So um, I've been a Young Voices uh, contributor since around January time. Um, personally, I'm a, a second year law student studying at uh, City University of London, and I spend a lot of my free time being the chief organizer for the London chapter of the uh, neoliberal project. All right, and you are here today to talk with us about British drug policy. And as, as I was telling you before we went on the air, I have always been under the impression that, well, you know, the Brits seem pretty progressive about stuff. I bet they go pretty easy on, on things like, like drug policy. And you were telling me that's really not the case at all. What is the situation there in the U.K.? Um, sure. So this is probably the area where you see the greater depart between the views seen in Parliament and the views of the uh, British people. Um, so currently, uh, a marijuana is a Class B um, a drug under the Misuse of Drugs Act. Um, this means that it can't be used. Um, it can't be used. It can't be sold. Uh, there are no circumstances apart from some very odd, which. Uh, uh, medicinal circumstances, but it's only been ever used about five times in that. Um, in theory, someone that could could go to prison for up to five years for uh, mere uh, possession. In actuality, this doesn't happen most of the time. Um, normally, you'll get a fine or be told off. Um, however, there are cases where these events do t- take place. Okay. Well, I, I have to admit, I am just a little bit surprised that uh, that it, it's such a harsh stance. Now, um, what about cannabis legalization? Uh, that has been last year. In fact, I was just reading an article today. Uh, as far as the American election, if you were to ask who won the election, that's a big question with controversy in America. But I saw someone say, I'll tell you who won the election in America in 2020. It was cannabis because there were so many states that went ahead and uh, liberalized their policies, decriminalized it, whether for medicinal or even recreational use. Is cannabis legislation on the radar where you are? Um, sadly, it d- doesn't seem that the UK are as uh, progressive in in this case. Um, Although just 24% of people oppose uh, legalisation, um, the amount of MPs on record and who have voted in favour of uh, legalisation last time it was put to Parliament was just uh, 50 out of the total of 650 uh, MPs. There's really very, very little um, people on record as publicly supporting uh, legalisation. And although the Lots of very, very good people fighting for it. It doesn't seem likely to happen anytime soon, in my opinion. Is is that part of just is it a cultural um, distaste for for drugs? You and I were talking before we went on the air. Um, you know, in, in Britain, there's a drinking culture and someone who goes down to the pub and, and ties one on. Nobody's really going to look at them, you know, crosswise. But uh, but drugs apparently uh, carry a, a little bit more of a taboo. It sounds like. 
Um, you, you would think that, but the actual attitudes of the uh, British people aren't as uh, conservative as the other uh, representatives would make it appear. Uh, just um, 24% of people oppose uh, legalization. I think over one in three people have used uh, drugs at some point in their life. And there are many, many people who do use drugs on a, a regular basis. And I think around half would be sort of quite accepting of that. Um, however, there's just that huge gap between what the law express and what the actual actions of the uh, British people is. That's that's so interesting in light of what you were saying about uh, members of parliament, you know, mostly being it appears very much against it. And and I guess the question I would have then is what is in it for those who wish to maintain that illegality of these drugs, particularly cannabis? What what are the reasons they give for why it should not be legalized? So I think most people and I think it is a valid uh, concern of a um, word about the health uh, consequences. Um, overuse of uh, cannabis is associated with um, they awful things like uh, schizophrenia, loads of sort of uh, mental health illnesses and uh, throat c- uh, c- cancer. But mind you, the evidence doesn't actually suggest that uh, legalization increases the uh, uh, rate of these things. Um, it, it, indeed, there's actually quite a bit of evident that suggests when it is banned it is the highest strains which actually um hold most of the market however when you uh, legalize it uh, you can regulate it you can uh, control it and ensure that the cannabis that is consumed is always safe it's not going to be ad likely to cause those things and people can actually know the product that they're uh, consuming Tom, does does the influence of uh, legalization in the United States, does does any of that um, cross the Atlantic and have any influence on how either the British public or your political representatives look at the situation? We've had some some success, I believe, with with legalization here in the U.S. Does any of that carry over or are we seen as as an anomaly? I think it it does, especially among these sort of uh, a public, and there have been a few uh, examples of MPs who have uh, travelled to the uh, United States um, and uh, Canada to sort of learn from how it's worked there. Uh, for example, uh, former Lib Dem MP uh, Norman Lamb famously went on a video just a few years ago of him uh, getting high, which uh, in UK would be very much not on, but it was his way of sort of um, trying to learn for, from the effects of it being legal and he has been a very good um, advocate for the uh, decriminalization of uh, cannabis. So we are affected by the sort of American culture, but whether that translates into votes from parliamentarians immediately, it doesn't seem to suggest so. Well, you know, I, I don't know if, if the same attitude holds sway where you are, as, as I have seen here in, in the United States, but there's a certain amount of job security uh, for politicians as well as for police when, when things are kept illegal. And, you know, I'm not trying to cast aspersions on them and saying they're lying or they're, they're misrepresenting, but when, when they can say, look, we're doing this to keep you safe and it makes them feel good, like I'm doing a service to the public. It's easy to overlook some of the negative aspects of the war on drugs. You mentioned that in practice, the laws in Britain are, are barely enforced. Do the police have discretion when it comes to enforcing these drug measures? 
um, sure. So the way the police aim to uh, uh, police in the UK, they aim to be of the community that they uh, uh, police. Um, so if there's a very common thing in the community and it would create their jobs are much, much harder to always enforce it, then often it does make sense to uh, sort of uh, turn a, a blind eye. But the problem with that is um, it is very much up to individual choice what they turn a blind eye to, and that does lead to some quite uh, problematic things in in application. For example, uh, black people are nine times more likely to be uh, stopped answer uh, for, for drugs where this is if you were a sort of um, middle class banker who worked in sort of a financial district it's very very unlikely that they would suffer any uh, sort of punishment even though they often use much more uh, dangerous drugs this is this is something we have seen um, over the years in America as well, and I, and I believe the statistics hold up that um, you know the war on drugs seems to be prosecuted very uh, ferociously in the inner city and minority communities. But uh, you know, if you look respectable, uh, you know, if you if you don't have you know that inner city residence, well, then you're more likely to get a, a pass on things because you know you're you're presumed to be, I guess, less of a threat. The the bottom line though is. Um, it seems the police are being inserted into situations where they really don't have to be. I, I saw a picture after Colorado um, legalized marijuana, and it was a picture of a policeman standing next to a young girl who's holding a potted plant. And, oh, it is a pot plant. I mean, it was it was a marijuana plant. And both of them are smiling and giving a thumbs up to the camera. And I thought, OK, just just one state line over. She would be in handcuffs and he would be taking her away for possession of something she isn't supposed to have. Yes, so uh, we have the same uh, problem here. So for se- several years, um, many uh, people who are in favour of uh, legalisation have gone to Hyde Park on uh, the 20th of a- April t- today and smoked weed in uh, uh, public as a sort of show of um, social uh, resistance against the uh, policy and the sort of effects of that is the police aren't going to go and arrest thousands of people it's just not uh, practical but if you did that in a working class neighborhood the effects would be very different tom spencer we are up against the clock but i appreciate you enlightening me and broadening our, my perspective on uh, drug policy in uh, in britain thank you so much uh, no problem uh, thank you for having me